Hi, my loves. Welcome to the Brown Love Podcast. Today is episode two, our journey to becoming parents, part one. Let's get into it. I was born to be your mom. I may have given you life, but honestly, you helped me find mine. How do you feel about that quote? It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I um I resonate with that quote so well because I've always felt like I was born to be a mom. As cliche as that might sound, but having Amara definitely showed me that I've never been happier. You've definitely said that for as long as I've known you. You used to even say, like, you could see yourself with a child and no man. Like, you'd be fine. (laughs) Well, of course. I mean, I honestly feel like women were made to be moms, you know? Like, if you want to be a mom, great. And if you don't, that's great as well. But we de- if you want to be a mom, you're definitely made and built for it, mm-hmm. 100%. But, of course, that was very naive of me to even kind of feel because children need fathers. Yeah. <laughs> of course, they need their moms, but, oh, wow, do they need their fathers. It's just, you know, ever since we had Amara, it shows me how amazing God is. Because you can really see how a family was built and supposed to be, you know, we're supposed to be one. Mm -hmm. You need the mom, (laughs) you need the dad to care for that baby. It's so amazing. Like the things that I give her, you can't give her. And the things that you give her, I cannot give her. And so together, we just give her everything. We Mm -hmm. give it all to her. And it's amazing. But yeah, so today we're going to jump into the story of Amara Kalia, mm-hmm. born her September. Birth story. Her birth story, her, I guess, our pregnancy story, yeah. our overall entire journey to becoming parents, mm-hmm. like my favorite chapter of our life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my favorite chapter. Um, And so, yeah, we're going to talk about that today. So we can start with before we even conceived her, because there's actually a little story there, isn't it? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. What's that story? You tell it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, uh, yeah, so before Amara was even conceived, we did have a little bit of a plan. Mm Mm-hmm. A plan to wait a little bit. I definitely wanted a baby like now. Yeah. So I would say about um, maybe about four to five months before we actually conceived Amara. We had a plan to wait about a year because I really wanted a baby. You wanted to hold off, stack our money, get everything right. And I was like, I mean, come on, we're good. Like, we were good. No. We were good. No. We could have done it. Is that not correct? And then I mean, yeah, we're doing it now, right? So, yeah. Well, yeah. And so, we definitely could have. But, because I feel like parents or people, like, before your parents, it's really hard to just, like, boom, do it. Because this is a huge thing, right? Yeah. And it's just, like... It's so overwhelming and to just make that decision and say we're going to have a baby it's not easy no it's not it's like the biggest thing that you can do with your life bring another human into this world and give them the best life that you can mm-hmm. it's a big deal mm-hmm. and it's not for 18 years it's for the rest of your life mm-hmm. <laughs> because even after 18 years like you're it's just it's your baby you know it's always going to be your baby so that's it's it's definitely a big deal but for me I was like okay you know at that point I guess we had been together probably eight years yeah and I was like you know I felt good enough with us and where we were and then 
I just wanted my baby. Like, I just, I knew we'd be great parents. I knew we would, you know, care for her and provide for her. And I wanted a baby. But you had a valid point. You wanted to, you know, get us in the best position, take a whole year to stack up and plan and prepare. And live a little. And live a little. Because that was also my 29th year mm-hmm. of life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we had this plan in a way to go ahead and live out the last year of my 20s. Mm-hmm. And um, just do it big. <laughs> mm-hmm. But save and just still like live life. Because it's like, you know, when you think about it, a lot of people don't get to plan that out. It's usually like, boom, you're you're going to be a parent in nine months. Mm-hmm. Or whenever you find out. What if you don't even find out nine months before? What if you find out when you're three months yeah, pregnant? You got shows on that. Yeah. Exactly. So you get six, seven months to <laughs> plan out a whole completely different life. Mm-hmm. Right? And so it did make sense to go ahead and just give yourself this time build up to it and then boom that would be our new journey right so So that was the plan so what happened (laughs) well what ended up happening um is our plan was kind of cut short because we surprise surprise um i was at work one day and wasn't feeling well Mm mm-hmm so I went home early, but I was cramping, and so I figured I was just going to come on that time in the month, but I, I figured it was just going to be different than normal because it was really severe cramps. And um, I figured, you know, I was just coming on, so I went home early. And then, but by the time I got home, I still didn't actually come on my period. I just was cramping, mm-hmm. and I was really thrown off by that because that never had happened before in my entire time of having a cycle it's like clockwork i cramp and then boom Mm -hmm. and that didn't happen and so i decided to take a test just to verify just to get that out of my head you Mm -hmm. know just to be like okay maybe something's different but it's not the big one it's not the baby Mm -hmm. and I told you that do you remember that no (laughs) (laughs) maybe this is this goes to show that husbands need to listen to their wives no I do listen a little more I do (laughs) but I I mean I just I don't know probably was thinking of my work or thinking my like dang I don't want to be here (laughs) it was consuming okay so from what I remember because clearly you remembered a little differently but for me I remember telling you because I came home from work early and you picked me up from work and that was when I told you I told you um you know what was going on and then when we got home I was like I think tomorrow yeah if I'm still um, feeling this way, but still no period. I'm just going to take a pregnancy test. Mm-hmm. And maybe because I said it so like nonchalantly. Yeah, it didn't it hit me like. like <laughs> you was just like, whatever. Okay. Uh-huh, I didn't stick like. Yeah. 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 Because honestly, like we've been doing the same routine mm-hmm. <laughs> for, I guess at that point, eight years. Mm-hmm. Right. So maybe almost nine years. I don't know the math on that, but. We have been doing the same routine, so we didn't really think that there would be a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, no, Amara Kalia was supposed to be here, so that routine turned us upside down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the next day, same thing was happening. I was still cramping, but still no cycle, and so and I was at this point, I was late, um, probably like a day or two late. Mm-hmm. Because the day that I, you know, was cramping, I was like, oh, yeah, that's my period. Because I was supposed to be coming on that day. And then now this is the next day, still cramping, no period. But now it's a day late. So I'm like, okay, um, you know, let's just go. I'm sure that's not it, but I'll do it anyway. So I go and get the test, come mm-hmm. home, and you are at work. And I take it. <laughs> yeah. And what happens? um well okay so you know how they tell you on the box it says 
you know, wait, like, you know, pee on the stick and mm-hmm. then wait for like five, three to three to five minutes or something. And then look, well, I did that. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I'm peeing, I actually see it turn positive. <laughs> and this mm-hmm. always trips me out because I just, I, you need that time. You mm-hmm. need that time as like a person, as mm-hmm. a woman. Like, just think about if this was you, right? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. To get ready for the news. Exactly. For the life, this life changing news that's coming. Thank you. For sure. And I didn't get that. <laughs> Unfortunately, that test just wanted to tell me right away. Mm-hmm. It was positive as I'm like peeing on this. It's like positive. Yeah. yeah. And so as you see that, come on. How are you feeling? My heart. I've never had my heart <laughs> beat that fast before. Uh-huh. And I was just like, no, it's wrong. What? No, it's wrong. And I'm just like freaking out, like pacing back and forth. Did you do another one? Yeah. Okay. And then, ah, and did it happen again immediately? Because mm-hmm. I bought wow. Uh-huh. I always buy two, like, no, yeah, that I'm makes taking, sense. like, two two or three before, and you buy two, just in case you mess up one, right? hmm So, yeah, I took, I, first I paced back and forth, paced back, and then I was like, <laughs> let me just take another one, just to uh-huh. make sure, like, that was probably wrong. <laughs> and I took the other one, and positive again. That one mm-hmm. actually waited, and so that's how I know that it's just weird. Because mm-hmm. that one did not turn positive right away. Mm-hmm. It actually took a couple minutes. Like as I was doing it, nothing happened. So then I like I was like, oh okay, maybe I put it put it to the side mm-hmm. and then came to it and it was positive. And then you got to do the the scenes, the dramatic movie scene where you just pace back and forth, pace yeah. back and forth while you wait for. Oh yeah, I paced for uh, like all day because I I took the test maybe nine o'clock in the morning, Mm -hmm. maybe ten early in the morning, and then you didn't get off till like six or seven, Mm -hmm. and so literally all that day, like I couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell. First of all, we tell each other everything, right? Mm -hmm. I tell you everything. How can I not tell you the biggest news that I've ever had in my life, in our lives? (laughs) It was so hard, babe. I can imagine. It was crazy. And then, yeah, I I couldn't tell anybody because, um, well, I just felt, I didn't really feel that close to anybody Mm -hmm. that I would want to tell. Like... You know, like, you know how you, usually it's like you're supposed to wait three months because mm-hmm. anything can happen. And I didn't feel, yeah, but like usually people bypass that with their mom. Like they'll tell their mom right away. They'll tell their husband, obviously, right away. Maybe a best friend. <laughs> After. Maybe their sister or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't have anybody that I would even do that to. And at the time, me and my mom weren't. Um, on good terms we mm-hmm. weren't talking unfortunately and so I didn't have anybody to tell so I went crazy I was just like stuck all day like I just sat in the bed mm-hmm. and just like could not move it was so weird <laughs> not a good day it was it was it was that was the weird thing it was an amazing day mm-hmm. but it was really scary and it was so odd to me because i never thought mind you i've wanted a baby since before i can remember so i never thought it would hit me that way but in that moment it just but look what you just said though is exactly it's parenting right it's like exciting and scary oh and so goodness. that's why i think about it like how could i have ever said yeah, I'm, I'm ready now. There's no way I'm ready for that. I don't yeah. want... Who's ready for that kind of life? Yeah. Exciting, no, but scared as shit all the honestly, time. Honestly, because, you know, I always said it. Like, once we got pregnant, I kept telling people that, too. Like, I'm actually glad we didn't have to go through the trying phase. Mm-hmm, yeah. Because that could be heartbreaking. That's more stress. That could be more stressful. stressful. Yeah. And then it's like that anticipation. No, these little babies, they No, it was meant to happen like this for sure because there's just, it wouldn't have been a no perfect time. Like, there isn't one. It just, it happened that I was supposed to. And that was perfect. It was amazing. 
Um, and then, yeah, but in that moment, <laughs> and then, you know, of course I always wanted to do this big production for you whenever I was going to tell you uh -huh. we were having a baby. And I was so stuck that I just couldn't do anything. I couldn't go and get like the balloons. And that is the crazy to think because what you had gave me, I felt like that took some time. Like. Yeah, it, like maybe like an hour or two before you got home, uh -huh. I started like writing a poem. Uh -huh. And that was like, I mean, I can write a poem in like a second. Oh, honestly. excuse me. Yeah, you know, I'm good like that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, you know, easy, but it was just like, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it didn't go how I, I initially planned. I but yeah, so I went ahead and wrote out a little poem that was going to be the reveal in that mm -hmm. poem. It was like I put it in a little box. Tell me, tell me, tell them what, what it happened. was. Correct. First of all, so you get home. I get after home. I've been stuck for eight hours. Uh huh. And then I'm sitting on the couch, regular, just chilling, and you come at me with a box. <laughs> 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 and, a cutesy box. No, yeah, it was cutesy, but it was just like, first of all, we're not gift people. Uh -huh. That's not our love language. Not at all. And give me a box. Uh -huh. I'm like, what? And then you just say, open it. And I open it, and I start reading the things. I'm reading a a, a card, mm -hmm. and it has something attached to the back of it. And you tell me, keep flipping each one. And I'm reading, reading, and it's getting to this end of the story where it's basically saying... Now we're going to be like a plus three. Like, I'm about, what? You were just living your life regular yes, that day. You regular come day. home, regular day, and mm -hmm. then you get the biggest news of your life. Wow. That was a crazy day. Yeah. I was so scared. Like, I was just like, what? I wasn't ready. And but I, I was never going to be ready, honestly. Let's not forget to mention that maybe a couple of months before that we got big news that your sister was pregnant yeah was Which it was a couple, crazy I feel like maybe it was a month before it was the month before mm -hmm. could be yeah because you know like, she waited a little time before exactly yeah. i feel like she might have told us in december right Man, yeah and this was in january this uh -huh. was like the first week of january uh -huh. and january 2019 <laughs> oh wow it's sound, it's so yeah, so I was excited, like, wow, I'm about to be an uncle. That's mm -hmm. going to be so tight. Exactly. And we're like, and then instantly, too, when I told you, I remember feeling like, no, I don't want to rain on her parade. Like, this yeah, is her yeah, time I felt to, like, that too. have a baby and everything. And then, uh, but when we told her, it was, she didn't, like, she was excited, mm -hmm. you know? And then it's like, when you think about it, of course, it's amazing. Because then yeah. now they get to grow up together. They're a couple of months apart. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. But, yeah, so I told you, and you were excited, but really scared. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's exciting. It was like, oh. It's going to be like, it's just, you. I don't know what to feel, right? Mm -hmm. And that makes sense. I don't know this. I don't know this situation. I, it was just crazy. I didn't know what to feel. Yeah. Well, then once I told you, I remember feeling a little bit. Well, okay. So a lot of the nerves went away. Because I wouldn't say I had a lot of nerves, but the nervous parts that I was feeling kind of went away. It went away when? After you told me? After I told you. Oh, okay. Um, and then I started feeling like, and then I feel great. Like, I was feeling good. Because mm -hmm. by this time, like, I feel like at some point in that day, maybe I just wasn't. Because I was so in my head. I wasn't feeling cramping anymore. <laughs> I was feeling fine. I just was like, just the nervousness, right? You was, you was happy and high off the news. I was excited. Because I'm like, okay, I got over the hump of, like, telling you and... 
that was the that was that wasn't the hardest part, but that was like okay now I'm now it's real like we're doing this together. You know, uh-huh. Before it was just on me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so now it's like okay, my partner in crime is in on it. We're good, and I feel great. Mm-hmm. Like this is pregnancy. I was feeling like I could like work out. I can eat good because you know you always hear usually like you just feel like crap when you're pregnant, so you mm. don't want to work out even though that's the best time that you should be working out. You know, everybody's different, but a lot of people feel that way. And then you're so sick, so you don't want to eat the healthy stuff. You only have cravings for, like, the worst foods and all of that. And I was feeling so regular. Mm-hmm. I was feeling like I could work out, I could eat well, all of that. So I was I was ready. Mm-hmm. And then I would say maybe... So I made the appointment to see the doctor, just to get it confirmed with the doctor. Mm-hmm. But then maybe a couple of days before that appointment, so maybe two weeks after we found out I was pregnant, then I came down with the worst flu of my life. Mm-hmm. Like chills, sitting in the bed. Like I, I felt like I was dying. I never had a flu like that before. It was so bad. You remember that? I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. And it was hard because you couldn't take anything. You just had to be natural. Exactly, because at that point, no one, like, I didn't know what I could and couldn't take. Mm-hmm. And then you look online and it's just like, you don't know. You want to hear from a don't doctor. Don't take nothing. You exactly. might as well don't take well, nothing. Well, and I mean, yeah, essentially, you, you they tell you don't take nothing or you could take this, but mm-hmm. it's a risk, like, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, yeah, I didn't, I couldn't take anything and I just had the full on flu, like the worst flu. And then I was nauseous, like had the morning sickness, but it lasted all day. Mm -hmm. Like that started at the exact same time as the flu. And then we made an appointment and I went in to see the doctor. Mm-hmm. Was that your, your favorite, favorite part? Your favorite doctor? <laughs> my favorite. It was not my favorite doctor. The worst experience I've ever had. So we get to the doctor's office. We, you know, take a test with the nurse. And mm. then the doctor comes in to tell us the results. And he says, he's like looking at his paperwork. And he's like, yeah, so you... Um, he asked us. Yeah, he's like, were you guys trying? And I was like, no. He's like... What, no, he's like, were you trying to get pregnant? And I'm like, no. He's like, well, you are. So <laughs> here's this form. Look at this. This is things you should and shouldn't do. You know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Wipe you up and, and we're gone. Any questions? <laughs> and I'm just like, wait, what? It was just so cold and so distant. <laughs> and it just, I was sick. I already didn't want to be there. And it was the worst experience like ever. And then after that, it was just, it, I felt like in a way it kind of went downhill from there yeah. because I was just sick every day, all day. And, and throwing up. I was throwing up. I was just like, it was just the worst. Like it just felt like trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was, I just don't even know how else to describe it. It was just the worst. And then it's still at this point, I couldn't tell anybody. Because you still supposed to wait those three months. Like I said, I wasn't talking to my mom. And I just, I felt so lonely. And I feel like you were a bit in your head. Because, well, I guess, too, I didn't tell you that I needed anything from you. Right? Mm-hmm. But, and I was I didn't, just doing the, I thought I was doing things. <laughs> I was just doing, you know, like, I don't know, a little helping you around, helping you. Cleaning more, doing more, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, Apparently see, I, not. I didn't no, feel just... that way. Yeah, I know. I felt, like, I felt like you were just, like, not all the way. Just what I wanted. Like, I, I needed you to go above and beyond. And I didn't tell you what I needed. I just, and I do this a lot anyway. I expected you to just know it know all the things but it's like you know in me things are changing and And if i'm not telling you the things that are changing you don't know the things that are changing but and then you're also like kind of um you're explaining how you felt Mm -hmm. that's how i felt too exactly so it's like you said i'm in my head yeah for sure Mm -hmm. i'm figuring things out too 
Exactly. And I just feel like the the role of a husband during pregnancy, you know, we always talk about, oh, the woman is so strong and the woman, obviously, like mm. we go through hell and back. But I really do see how hard it can be on the husband because, you know, well, that's what I was going to get at. It's like, I felt like I needed all these things from you that I wasn't getting. Mm. And you know, I saw this quote not too long ago that was saying that said, "My love language is not having to ask," and that is me mm-hmm. for sure because it's like, <laughs> yep, that's not and that's a lot language. of women. That's a lot of women. I feel like right, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I'm gonna tell you when I need something. Like, you, I'm gonna get it's gonna get there. I'm mm-hmm. not the kind of person that's gonna just like not talk or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, I felt real like vulnerable and I just didn't know like I'm like this is my babe like he usually is like on it Mm -hmm. and he's not doing all the things that I want him to do and it's just like but how can you know the things that I need when this is completely different you know it wasn't you at you know eight years of being with me you know what I like and what I need. Like we know that from with each other, mm-hmm. but I needed completely different things. And like, how can you know the things that I need? Like, it's just obvious. And so, you know, I really fail with communicating what I needed. So in that moment. are you saying, sorry, if you gave me them looks and <laughs> I'm saying, I accept your apology. Cause now I understand. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, I am. I, well, I'm not sorry that I gave you those <laughs> looks. <laughs> All right, go I'm ahead. I'm sorry for the looks because, you know, we just go through hell. And, like, I feel like, what would you say? Would, how would you say I was as a pregnant woman? Because, you know, they say, like, oh, you know, women can be so, you know, extra or just, like, over the top and super mean because they're honestly, going through all this I, stuff. Honestly, I wasn't thinking about none of that. I was just like, but did you feel like I I was like? You for sure was different, but for sure you're different right now. Like you going through all these changes, you was different, and Mm -hmm. I understood like yeah, you're gonna be different. Yeah. And I'm gonna try to to do things that you needed me to do. I will say though, I don't think I ever voiced any of that stuff to you until after Amara came, right? Yeah. Um, but as time went on, and this is just you in general, like as time went on throughout the pregnancy, you, I didn't have to tell you. And that's why, because you really did just like conform, (laughs) like you, it's it's almost like you learned as you were going, you know? Mm -hmm. And the way it felt to me, it was like at first. That sounds, wait, 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 I like that. You just said conformed. I wasn't feeling that. That's that sound not, weird? Yeah, that sounds like you trained <laughs> saying, me. No, not trained. No, 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 no. I'm just it's saying, just let's like fix you that. It's like with the flow. Like right, you, that's bad, bad, bad. Whatever. I, like that. I have yeah. to say a certain Well, anyway, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you definitely. I'm an adapter. I like that. How that sounds. You adapt go with that. You I'm an adapter. <laughs> All right, go <laughs> You adapted. No, but you definitely grew with. The, the situation, pregnancy. yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think a lot of it, too, I don't like to ask for help. I just am that person. Yeah. And so having to depend, that was what I think I hated the most about pregnancy because I needed so much stuff. It was, it, it was shocking to me how quickly in the beginning of the pregnancy it went for me to... It started already with me not being able to do certain things yeah, just because, like, I hated the smells of everything. If I walked certain places, I was going to throw up. Mm-hmm. It, it was just, like, so bad. My back couldn't walk. I remember. I couldn't eat eggs, huh? You couldn't eat eggs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hated your eggs. Oh, my goodness. And then I couldn't eat veggie burgers. You couldn't eat veggie burgers. <laughs> I could even mm. eat veggie burgers, and I love veggie burgers. It was, yeah. like, everything just, yeah, completely changed. Mm-hmm. So. That was that, but I mean, you know, those those months really felt lonely because I just couldn't talk to anyone. Um, at that point in time, you know, I would say the first like two months, I did I wasn't getting what I needed from you, and then I couldn't tell anybody about it because I wasn't telling anyone about mm-hmm. the pregnancy. 
and um so you were sad and carrying all so that sad. alone i was so sad but i was i prayed so much like i've never prayed that much before every night i was praying because i did not want you know i have struggled with depression in the past and mm -hmm. so you know postpartum depression was so scary to me and i feel like the things that go on with well i know from research the things that go on with you during your pregnancy can definitely affect you mm -hmm. postpartum and i just didn't want that out you know of course so i just pray 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 that i can just keep my mind right that god would handle you and tell you what you needed what i needed from you because mm -hmm. i couldn't go there um and it did it just it kind of like slowly like clicked into place mm -hmm. throughout the pregnancy and man you were really amazing i don't know if i told you that enough but nah, i got mean mug more I'm just playing. <laughs> thank you no, you really were amazing, and um, it did take time to get there, but of course, everyone, mm. you know, has a learning curve, and... Yeah, so be patient with me. <laughs> Definitely. I'm always patient with you. No, no, no. And so, you're going through all this, and then now we got to go see the, the same doctor again. I do have a question, though, really quick. So, from the husband's perspective would you say that you feel like did it kick in more for you once you actually start seeing the baby bump and like start seeing me grow because you know no it got real from the pregnancy test really it got real <laughs> yeah because i feel like that it was like around the time when my stomach started growing that i started to really feel like the us like bonding over the pregnancy more mm -hmm. um you oh like, i see what you mean well yeah i mean that would be like after i've had time to process things right mm -hmm. and i'm um, gotten comfortable with myself and i'm yeah. now moving forward and yeah. able to move forward together i just i really want to talk that through just because i feel like not to toot our horns or anything, but I just feel like we really have and at that time had a strong relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, like, of course, we had problems. We probably will always have problems. Mm -hmm. But even within our problems, we always are able to talk through things. We're always like we're always just really, really close and like have each other's back. Mm -hmm. And so it really caught me off guard that, you know, in those moments, I didn't feel like you had my back fully. Like, of course you have my back, but it was like, you just weren't doing everything that I would have wanted you to do. Mm -hmm. And so I just feel like it's real important to talk about that because even in the strongest relationships, that can happen, you know, like mm -hmm. it, you, it, communication should never end at any point, no matter how much you think we got this, we got this. Like we've been together for eight years. We've been together 10, 15, 20, however long you've been together, however, how much you think you know that person, it always is going to have to come down to communication because you just are not in my head. And as things, as our life continues to go on, new things are coming up. And so now you have to readjust. It's not the same relationship that you had anymore. Mm -hmm. Now you have to, you know, reconform. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have to conform to this new Why way of life. Why you love that word? I don't, it sounds like you're so controlling. No, you just <laughs> readjust. controlling. Why do that you That sounds crazy. <laughs> okay, readjust. I like that. Yeah, you, yeah, you got to come together, figure it out again. It's not the same thing. It's different. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Come I together, just really we... see how it's so easy for even the best relationships to, you know, go downhill <laughs> with the baby. You know, yeah. we see it all the time. And I just want everyone to, like, know that it does, like, everyone can be a victim of that and to look out for it you know don't ever get too comfortable where you feel like you don't have to tell people how you feel you need to tell people what you need from them mm -hmm. and that's it that's it. at the end of the day that's what's gonna get you through 
every stage of your life because I'm not the same person. Once I got pregnant, I was never the same Dominique anymore. Mm-hmm. And you didn't know that. How could you know that? You're not in my body feeling the things that I'm feeling, knowing the things that I can't do anymore. You don't know that stuff. And so, yeah, it's just another um, testimony that communication really is everything. Um, but, yeah, so those months were pretty bad. <laughs> mm-hmm, to say um, the least. And so, you know, at this point, we were seen we saw that doctor the first doctor a couple of times mm-hmm. i couldn't do that so i got out of that situation real quick <laughs> <laughs> no yeah it, felt, it just felt like a, a system it was yeah it. it was like i was another number i started doing my research and just seeing how you know black women die in childbirth so much higher than anyone else in this country and then I started feeling like, yeah, I definitely have to be on it with my research for the doctor. Mm -hmm. So we found the other doctor, the second doctor, and that one was a much better situation. Because I knew I wanted to, I always wanted to have a home birth. Mm -hmm. I wanted to have a home water birth. That was my initial plan before I even got pregnant. Mm -hmm. But then once I got pregnant, you know, it just hit me by surprise. And then I'm doing all of this research. You're researching your pregnancy. You're researching your symptoms. What's going to happen in the future? How to give birth? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I knew I wanted to do a natural birth no matter where I was. And I needed to know how to handle this horrific pain that they tell me I'm going to feel. And then, of course, how to care for your baby and the all of the things. And so that was so much research that I just didn't feel like I had it in me to do the research of home birth. Home birth. Yeah. Because then that is, it's not really a path laid out for you. Mm-hmm. It is something you pretty much tailor to your own needs. So you have to do the, the, the research, research like mm-hmm. fully for that. And... Um, so I was like, you know, we're, we're going to do it the next time. Maybe. So then how'd you find this guy when basically, I mean, you did a little research and you were able to see that he may be able to give you some of what you wanted. Actually, someone at work told me about him. She mm. had her baby. She was, He was her doctor and she was able to labor in the pool in the hospital. Mm-hmm. You couldn't give birth in the pool. But you were able to labor and the laboring in the pool is what they call they they call the birth pool the midwife's epidural so you're saying though that this guy you first knew this when we was going into it to the second doctor that you was only going to be able to do the labor part but not the birth i knew the labor part gotcha mm-hmm. but then so yeah she told me about him and then we went and we loved him. Mm-hmm. But then in that visit, he told us that it was a possibility that you wouldn't even be able to do that because mm-hmm. I don't really remember why, but it was a reason why. Yeah, it was some new law or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it was some type of a law like that. Because, you know, there are things, there are possibilities that can happen with laboring in the water Mm -hmm. um and birth there's complications that can happen if you birth in the water as Mm -hmm. well because baby can get infection mom could get infection Mm -hmm. um there are complications that could occur and so i guess the hospitals probably maybe something happened because that was probably like two years ago Mm -hmm. at that time when she did it and i feel like within that time like he stopped they stopped it And um, so for whatever reason, that wasn't that was a possibility that it wouldn't I wouldn't even be able to labor in the water. So we found this guy. We loved him. We loved him. (laughs) And he was for natural birth Mm -hmm. because, you know, a lot of doctors, it's like if your doctor isn't for natural birth, it's like they could still push it on you a little bit, you know, or. Um, if you do say in the moment, I want it, you know, they're not even gonna, you know, try to uh-huh. push you a little bit. Like, you remember your birth plan? You did say they're, they're not about that life. It's like you say, okay, boom, you know, it's just <laughs> Which let's we do want it, it anyways. It. Exactly. Uh-huh. So he was for that, and then we had a great appointment. We were excited, 
And then the next appointment, hmm. <laughs> he mm-hmm. wasn't as personable mm-hmm. and he wa- it was still feeling that same feeling of me being a number mm-hmm. and then at this point as no the- no it was like oh he could just be having a bad day we yeah right well yeah off. but when i say a number two i also mean just like the nurses how they were it was just like yeah every time it was a different nurse it was all of these and they had all of these interns and like people just prodding and i just didn't it was just a lot going on uh-huh and then, oh yeah i forgot about that well he just came with the intern doing was like, is it all right if yeah he... that happened twice yeah, the first time about... and the second time yeah that and was actually wild. and i think the third time too mm-hmm. and you know i get it because no, yeah, this I is do. how I they it. learn yeah but but now we're now with your joint though is that well and i <laughs> and you they give you an option they say do you want them to stay but i just feel like this person is learning like yeah. I'm like, no for I sure just, I just no. like you ask anybody a nice decent question you think you're gonna get nose later? exactly and but you so you kind of feel pressured a little bit to yeah. do it and i just didn't like the vibe the second appointment wasn't he was just in and out the third appointment was the same. Yeah. And so at this point, I was like, and then I was starting to think like, you know, I don't think I'm going to have another pregnancy because this pregnancy is horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then within my research, I'm really seeing how black women are really dying in hospitals. And you wanted to change why? You wanted to look into home birth because you didn't trust the medical procedures in the hospitals? Well, of course I didn't. I mean, if you look at the numbers, black women are going to die about four times more than in childbirth than any other woman so, in America. Uh-huh. Go ahead. So you came to this, like, you you found this out while we was going to him? Mm-hmm. Like you just I mean, go- I knew about it. That's a thing that we know. Uh-huh. As a black woman, you know that. Because yeah, yeah. you're going to have a baby at some point. You see the numbers. Like, that's a thing that we know. But then the more I'm doing the research and the more I'm finding, like, oh, this person died because of this reason that could have been prevented. Mm-hmm. And this person died because of this reason that also could have been prevented. And then you just really see all of the numbers. And then it's ridiculous. Well, first of all, at one point, the United States was like at the bottom of mortality rates in general mm-hmm. for pregnancies or for births. And then, you know, black women were skyrocketed the numbers of, of black women that died versus white women, even Hispanic women. I think Hispanic women were lower than white women, mm-hmm. which was interesting to me. But it was really horrible and it felt really scary. And then as I would talk to people about having a home birth, it was like, I got this, are you serious? Like, that's so scary. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so, well, for me. Yeah, putting my my life in somebody else's hands. It's and, way more scary. Yeah. That's easy for you to say because you're, you know, you're white and you don't have to think about things like that. Mm-hmm. But when I see so many people like me that are dying, for reasons that could be prevented, mm-hmm. you know, and just that's because- what I was gonna say, that I didn't realize or think about that as much. And then after you gave birth, I started noticing stories and started seeing things. I felt like one just went viral, like on IG, like on Instagram, mm-hmm. showing like that this YouTuber had passed away during her childhood. Yeah, oh yeah. And I kept seeing things like that. And I'm like, wow, it's real out here, like it really is. Mm-hmm. And it's a couple of reasons, you know, mostly it's because they don't take black women seriously. They're not monitored as closely. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, it just comes back to racism. Mm-hmm. Um, but also there is this bias that people think the black woman is so strong. And so, you know, when in what sense? in the sense of. The strong black woman, that's a thing that people are always like, the black woman is strong. Mm -hmm. So when she's laboring and she's in pain, it's like she can handle that. She's fine because Mm -hmm. she's a strong woman. Mm -hmm. That's really a thing. And it's mind blowing to me. And so for me, it started to feel like there really wasn't another option because. Another option to do what? To home birth? 
there was no other option to be there wasn't an option other than being at home Mm -hmm. because my body was made for this and if even in the horrible case that something did happen to me i feel like okay but i would have been in my own hands because you know birth is not supposed to be a procedure it's not supposed to be something that is pushed along with medicine. Mm-hmm. Medicine is supposed to intervene if something happens. Yeah. And so for me, the only risk would have been in the event something happened, now I have to be transported to the hospital. That time could be crucial. Yeah. But I but believe in God. I hear you. So I felt way more comfortable putting my body and my baby in the hands of him and my home. Mm-hmm. And an amazing midwife that I felt really comfortable with versus all of you don't know who what nurses, doctors are coming in and out of the hospital, all of these things are going on. So for me, I just it's it's so interesting to me because people, you know, kept trying to talk me down. Not people that in my close circle, my mm-hmm. family and friends, but like outsiders would try to talk me down and say how that was so unsafe, but I felt unsafe the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, And I really feel like, you know, I really want women to really think about home birth in a different way because it's not for everybody. But if you are deterred away from it just because you feel like it's unsafe, I would just really encourage you to do just do all of the research, you know, especially if you're a woman of color, because it was amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I mean, if we have another baby and I have to go to the hospital, it is what it is, you know. But But if you can do this again. I can do it at home. You want to do it again? Oh, my goodness. It was amazing. It was like it was I had the worst pregnancy for me. I mean, Mm -hmm. it definitely could have been worse. I didn't have any complications or anything, but I just never felt good the entire time. Mm -hmm. But the whole laboring at home and you know being able to just be so comfortable because that's what it's about labor is a it's in your mind so if your mind is all misconstrued and it's all over the place then you cannot focus on what you need to focus on Mm -hmm. and so being at home in that environment that safe environment and being calm and all of that really got me through it Mm -hmm. and so you found sherry Sherry Hopkins, Henderson, Nevada. <laughs> She's in Las Vegas, I'm pretty sure. Las Vegas, Henderson, Nevada, <laughs> Sherry Hopkins. Sherry, yeah, so I did the research, and the funny thing is, Sherry had already always popped up. She was always the number one midwife um, that I saw, um, had the best reviews, and her facility in general was just like top rated. Mm-hmm. And I initially was even thinking about doing that before the first doctor. But like I said, I couldn't do the research on it. And so I kind of left and it alone. And we thought it was going to be super expensive. I thought it was going to be so expensive. Mm-hmm. But at this point, it felt like there was no other option. And so I said, let's just go in for an interview with her, see how she is mm-hmm. and, you know, go from there. And when we walked into the building it felt like home Mm -hmm. it felt so warm and comfortable and she was so inviting (laughs) and and warm and comforting (laughs) and all the things that i was not getting up until this point for sure i mean it's not a hospital right Mm -hmm. so you don't get that vibe it just was it's completely different yeah like why are hospitals so cold Yeah, so it was completely different. It felt like home. And she was amazing. And our conversation was about our love languages because she was the one who really showed me that this is between us, me and you, Mm -hmm. my husband and I. And we have to be on the same page. I need you, which is hard for me to come to terms with. Like, I need you to get through this. And I really did. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you think, oh, I'm so amazing. Well, I'm, I was amazing because you allowed me to be that because we bounced off of each other. 
it would have been of course I could have did it alone but who knows what the react results would have been if I did nah, you know it wouldn't have been like that not what I mean <laughs> okay anyway but no honestly it, it really was and so her conversation was about our love languages yeah and that was crazy different it was like we went and she was like here's a pamphlet for y'all to work on it's about y'all relationship we had homework to do yeah <laughs> I was like what <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it helped cooler. so much because I learned things about myself that I didn't know, you mm-hmm. know, like how physical touch mm-hmm. was a love language of mine. I don't like physical touch, <laughs> but then I started to see, you know, I was in a different headspace, mm-hmm. you know, when I was pregnant, I did need physical touch, you know, before pregnancy, I'm always used to like, you know, physical touch is not my thing, you mm-hmm. know, I'm like, a quality time kind of person mm-hmm. you know actions and things like that but when I'm going through pain I really did enjoy your touching me and you know soothing me in those ways and it was really nice and so we were set oh and then surprise surprise we had the one and only insurance that she accepted oh yeah how crazy is that yeah. <laughs> it was like only one insurance type that she would accept and we had that and and things turned out to be even cheaper it was actually cheaper because you don't have them hospital bills mm-hmm. and all that yeah. yeah even if you add up all of the things that you have to get the birthing pool the um all of the you know things that she needs for you the pads all that stuff um even if you add up all of that plus Mm -hmm. her fees it was cheaper than just going to the hospital and paying my doctor's fees Mm -hmm. and the hospital fees so it was really amazing um and so we were set did the hospital we were gonna do the home birth and that was that That concludes part one of our journey to becoming parents. Join us tomorrow for a bonus episode, part two, where we discuss the birth story portion. We are now available on Apple Podcasts, as well as Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Breaker. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and rate us. It really does help us out. Give us a great review. Also, follow us on Instagram at Brown Love Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. See you tomorrow.